pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Hello, KBs, and welcome back for another session of Edification, Celebration, Encouragement, all in one place where you are championed. I am so glad to have you guys back with us today. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, Stephen. It's Friday, or you would say. <laughs> Friday. How are you today? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Yeah, How are you? it's been a it's, it's, it's been a long day, hasn't it? Yes, I think it's the sunshine, but I guess summer days are longer. You get more daylight in the summer. It's absolutely sunshine, and also again, just <laughs> getting up um, as early as you get up, and the day just goes on and on and on and on. But and I love it that it's, way. It's that hazelnut coffee. I just I, I I think about it when I'm falling asleep, and then the moment I wake up in the morning. Oh, Awesome. Well, it is the weekend and big plans for the weekend. Oh, I, I know what I wanted to tell you. I want what? to get an e-bike. You know what that is? Oh, my goodness. Yes, Have you please. seen those? Can I mean, we? Especially here in the mountains. We are. I know what I forgot. I was going to take a hit of oxygen before we started. Where is it? Oh, I don't see it. Is it over there? I don't know. Where's the oxygen? Oh, it's in this cabinet up here. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to get it. Just keep talking. That's going to be so loud. It's going to be... Well, this kid's screaming anyway. <laughs> you going to start over? I don't think so. You don't? Okay. <laughs> you want some? No. Okay. I want an e-bike. Oh, my gosh. Do you want an e-bike? Those I, are the electric bikes, right? I don't right? know what I want now. I'm so... Well, how about an art kit? Do you want an art kit? Yes, it's coming. Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Are you so excited? Describe it. It is the coolest thing. It is. Well, it's one of those things where somebody put so much effort into designing it. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they just, they figure it. So it's just this tiny little box and it holds your paints and your brushes and anything you could possibly need. But then it has these telescopic legs that come out and the the easel part flips up. And it even has, I thought this was the coolest part. It even has a safe place to put away a wet palette. Well, see, now your studio can go everywhere we go because we've been having yes. conversations lately about we need studio space again, but we're traveling so much yeah. that it's not possible to get a brick and mortar space where you know I can work on music and you can do the art. But with my CP4 Yamaha keyboard in its travel case and now with your art kit, hey, the sky's the limit, right? Right. On the road again. But the e-bike, but we're the at 12,000 feet. I feel better uh, after the, the hit of oxygen. We're All I'm going to think and, about now is I'm just listening to your to your breathing. <laughs> but but the bikes had the batteries on and they go 20 miles an hour and they have them on the the uh, mountain bikes and so they're actually going up and down the hills and pedaling at this altitude is well for me it's really challenging. Well, it takes so it for me it takes a long time to become acclimated. We figured this out in Woodland Park. It was four or five years ago when we first got there. Now, this is on the the backside of Pikes Peak in Colorado. And so we... I feel like you're getting out of breath just telling this story. We had our bikes, and so we did this long, gradual ride. And I guess it was about, oh, it seemed maybe four or five miles, but it was Mm -hmm. kind of a gradual downhill. We're just pedaling, having a great time. Got to the end of it and turned around. 
It, forget about it. The the level of pain that was searing in my lungs was so high. I mean, I've just never felt anything like it. And I'm sure that sounds totally lame to people who, you know, are born in these. Well, we talked to some chick. She was so funny, but she was su- she was very pregnant. And she's from Breckenridge. But she was making the point that most Olympians are born in these high altitude areas. And I, I get I that. Get, I sure. totally get makes, that. Makes sense. Speaking of the e-bikes and doing the, the something difficult, have you ever done something that you thought was really hard only to come back later to it and think, well, this is easy? Um, this, this isn't anywhere near as hard. And it's probably a, a kind of a, a weak question. I think probably everybody can identify with having done something the first time you try something. I mean, of course. It's, you, you know, I have to say, for me, it's it's usually a mental exercise. It's not so much physical. For example, I was working with some software recently, and I remember very vividly that six months ago, I could not figure it out. I mean, it, I just couldn't get it. I couldn't, nothing was clicking. And then I was working on it yesterday, and it's like I've been using it for years. So maybe it's just like, it needs time to marinate. It's probably good to remember that whenever you feel frustrated by trying something for the first time and say, well, I can't do it. When I wait a minute, just stay with it. Yeah. And not only will it become easier, but your level of your sense of enjoyment goes up when you master the 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 difficulty part of it. And that's true with just about anything, isn't it? Isn't that weird, though, how... If you let something marinate and sort of sit with you for a time, you're not technically doing anything with it, but it it seeps in, and that's interesting. Well, and this is true with just about everything that we would uh, find uh, comparable to what we you know, consider to be success. And we've been talking actually a lot recently about wealth, attracting money, mm-hmm. and so many people think that it's really difficult to to be wealthy. But what they don't understand is it's just as difficult as it to to not be wealthy as it is difficult to be wealthy. And for example, somebody that's accumulated or attracted or manifested a lot of wealth find it easier or just as easy to have it as not to have it or it's it's relative yes. to having practiced it. Once you've done it, once you begin manifesting it, then you get all of the the Scooby Doo spookies off of you where where wealth is concerned, and it becomes easier. Isn't that amazing that something as simple as just not saying that it's hard to be wealthy can change your entire life? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's crazy. Max Planck, who is the father of quantum physics, mm, yes who was also instrumental in leading the way for Albert Einstein's theory of relativity, gaining widespread acceptance in the world. Because, you know, when Einstein first came out with the theory of relativity, it wasn't really accepted, as as is most theories and scientific theories. It takes some prodding and some politicking Mm -hmm. for a lot of things to catch on, and certainly was the case with Einstein. But Max Planck said that when you change the way that you look at things— the things that you look at change. <laughs> now, isn't that amazing? Because here he was, the father of quantum physics, back in the 1800s. Wow. And, That's wild. And knowing, theorizing and, and, and um, going through the mental gymnastics of understanding the micro, and, and even beyond the micro, because in, in the quanta is, is um, you know, 
you're, you're not dealing with microscopes. You, you are in another realm here. So <laughs> yes. the guy's a genius. And so what we now know through just at CERN using the particle collider and through all of the research and particle physicists have developed over the, the decades, we now know that all matter, for example, originates and it exists only by virtue of a force. And we we must assume then behind this force the existence of a conscious and an intelligent mind. Mm. And this mind is the matrix of all matter. Now wow. you want to know something really interesting? Yes. I just I just now quoted Max Planck wow. from the eighteen hundreds. Oh my gosh! And this has been um, it, it's, it's theory. It's proven yeah. in, in quantum mechanics. All matter originates and exists by virtue of a force, and this is particle energy. And we must assume behind this force the existence of a conscious and an intelligent mind, which is the bias, which has been the indicated to be the the um, designer behind the Big Bang that slung all of all of the solar systems, all of the galaxies, all of the planets into place. And this mind, the bias behind the Big Bang, is the matrix of all matter the idea that that was being said in the 1800s is wild that's amazing it's a good thing he wasn't a couple hundred years before they would have called him a witch yeah right yeah (laughs) for having those ideas but you know something every person is is uh, we're all connected yeah we talk about this all the time we're all connected. We're all connected with source. We're all connected one with the other. We're all connected with higher consciousness. And as a result of that, every single person is something that the whole world is doing. Mm. Mm. Wow. There are only two outcomes to how you may choose to see things, successfully or as a disaster. <laughs> and that's it. You can start off thinking successfully, but then and then you can you can become double minded and think of it in terms of being disastrous. One that has one that has already happened, successful or disaster. One that is happening, success or disaster, and one that is going to happen, success or disaster. Hmm. There's no in between. Somebody says, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to play this game." You, you can't opt out of this. This is this is the nature of the the human experiment. And so the question then, since you cannot remain neutral in this, you think you might think you can, but you are participating in one or the other, success or disaster. So I would say then what are you? Most have a false notion of who they are. Most people think of themselves as being very general. And the general person is valuable to, um, uh, to themselves in that the sense that they're always open to suggestion is creating their sense of self-worth and their sense of self-value. But here's the thing, when you are open to suggestion um, from the, the influencers around you, you truly are double-minded, and so as a result of that, you're you you just this person keeps the peace by uh, meddling with nothingness and 
partaking with nothing, with not really becoming anything, and being open to the suggestion of being this one day or that one day, and so their life in that sense becomes rather meaningless. I have a question about the higher consciousness that connects all of us, because whenever we discuss it, it comes through, and it pre- it's presenting as always positive, only full of light. It's the representation of our highest selves in this consciousness. And so I'm wondering if when things do go negative, is that when we sort of drop out of that consciousness and then we enter into the ego? Or are there also these highly negative sides to this connective consciousness tissue that that we're discussing? There are two kinds of consciousness. One is higher and one is lower. And the lower one is represented by the ego state of being, where you are identifying with thought forms, where you're identifying with uh, things that you've been told about yourself, and the, the streams of consciousness that are mirroring the empirical world around you. And then the other consciousness is higher consciousness. Um, the mind of God, the okay. universal consciousness, the one where wisdom comes from. I see. The, the conscious state of being that is the... Uh, where our genius of purpose uh, comes from. The higher is the mind of of God, and it is wisdom, and it is the bias for things as they should be, not as they are. I love that concept of, and just that visual of when we are tapping into the higher consciousness, the, the consciousness of God, of the Creator, that it's really this space where nothing can go wrong. Everything's perfect. Mm. I like how you just said it. Everything is as it should be. Because what a, wow, what a space to live in. What a space to live in, right? <laughs> yeah. Somebody says that, um, you know, are if things are wrong, is that are are the wrong things not as they are supposed to be in a universe that you're saying was created by higher consciousness? <laughs> are we not subject to the authority of higher consciousness? <laughs> and if my life is is screwed up. Who am I to say that, you know, the the mind of God which came before me didn't construct this thing for me to suffer in? <laughs> and that's the title of today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Period. <Or> exclamation point. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> so the, the yes. answer is the way things are uh, – as according to the the will of of the way things as they should be and were originally intended to be, um, if if anything is out of alignment with that, it is not the way it's supposed to be. Mm. For example, in the book of Genesis, the Logos says that humans were created in the image of the Creator of the universe, and that the Creator intentionally divinely imparted the same ability into human form to be able to choose either the abundant life or to manifest uh, where you manifest prosperity uh, and by choosing to expand, uh, which in this world is a, it's an, a, a natural contradiction to decay. But exactly in the way that the Creator has chosen to expand outward from the moment of inflation or the Big Bang, that uh, quantum physicists have gone back to the very beginning and and recognized the very moment of inflation and the design of the bias, the blueprint, right before inflation, so that the universe is expanding to become more of itself. So then why is there so much despair, Steve? I I think... (laughs) I just channeled somebody. I think so. 
That is the price of the mm-hmm. essence of unconditional love. Mm. Wow. The creative nature of unconditional love is that it must allow the human experience to unfold on the transpersonal level so that by belief, you see, a human being can either identify with all that is good, the abundant life, or using the power of kinetic belief, identify with lack in the same way, or the spirit of condemnation and unworthiness, and then manifest those things into your life. This is the way of destruction and poverty and sickness and disease, dysfunction. It is the uh, manifestation of disbelief. And so, and here we are in in this realm. If you're operating in this realm of disbelief, in this realm of decay, you're in the realm of of conscious death. It is the human consciousness which identifies with the limits of ego. It it doesn't see itself as perfectly made. It does not believe itself to have all of the abilities to be uniquely prosperous and happy and filled with joy and, and health and peace. This person creates memes and and narratives that contradict the higher self. And this person remains asleep to the higher sense of awareness and is often disillusioned by the illusion Mm -hmm. and therefore nihilistic in their expectations for life. I feel like you're trying to get us to, to understand an even higher level of control and influence that we have over our lives more than maybe we've ever even discussed. It's complete. It is absolutely 100% complete. It's total control over the lives that we will experience. And the deception is that uh, so many, so many uh, that are, have adapted to human consciousness will see themselves as victims of circumstances, victims of, of life. Mm. Um, you are spirited. We are all spirited with energy at the core of being. We're energy. And... If, if it weren't for these earth suits, well, we would just go on. <laughs> but here we are, and caught up in these, these earth suits. And so your life force functions energetically. You're resonating. You're, you are vibrating. You're, you're a vibrational being, the harmonics of which are connected to the higher consciousness of all there is. Even when a person is in denial regarding the higher states of being, there are uh, internalized unctions of identity, identity and these memes that enter into the human consciousness that really are beckoning every human being to listen, to, to hear, and to see beyond the ego state of consciousness. Every human being has this interconnected sentient ability to perceive beyond the five senses. So we all have this knowing. Everyone has it. So what is it that we are perceiving? Maybe it's in a dream state, but there's this constant beckoning or this unction. What is it that we're perceiving? The thing that's always there, and it can be antagonizing to some, agonizing to others, and a blessing for most. It is higher consciousness. It's always there impelling that there that there's something better, there's something greater. A synchronicity with higher consciousness, even when when one doesn't choose to believe the better by grace, still it's still beckoning. It's still saying, you know what, Steve, there's a better way. 
stop what you're doing. Don't go down there. You you know they're just looking to get into a fight. They're going to pull you down there with them. They're going to take your money. They're going to they're going to beat you up. <laughs> they're going to whatever it is. It's it's and that it's that inner unction of higher consciousness that's there to guide and help and to give you the the, the voice of wisdom to your genius of purpose. You know you you said a moment ago that. You, you made the point that the universe is in this constant state of expansion, and it's mm-hmm. been that way since the moment it, it came into existence. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that we're made of the same stuff, I'm wondering if that's even part of that compelling that you're talking about, that need to where we're quite unsatisfied if we're not growing and becoming more and achieving more and becoming more of our highest selves. Is that connected in some way? Well, I think it points to original identity, doesn't it? Because it, it still speaks. And it, it has not left us out here on our own. It's still speaking because we're connected. There's an interconnection with higher consciousness, regardless of the life path that one may choose, completely away from the, the voice of their higher wisdom. You may choose to go in another direction, but you're still, you're still dragging that tether along with you, even if you're denying it and not paying attention to it. It's still speaking, and it's like, it's like in ancient texts that will say it still speaks like the sound of many rushing waters mm-hmm. to every single human being. You know, I have to say, the more that we learn about the the depth of understanding that we get about our true control, our our true ability to construct life and 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 who we are as our highest self, it makes it all that more crazy that more people aren't participating in this. Doesn't it seem strange? I mean, that there's a block there mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. millions and millions of people are in denial or unaware or sort of the mm. dead walking. I mean, it's just the more I'm just saying the more that you tell us about this, the crazier it seems that not everyone is rushing into this. Well, here's something interesting, Meg. I think that there is an amplification right now of the 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 separateness of uh, of the awakening. In mm. other words, those that are refusing to transcend the ego state of being are becoming loud. And there's a, a threatening overture to the loudness of the anxiety that is mm. trying to demand its way because ultimately um, all of us are operating from a subjective reality, trying to convince another to agree with us so that our subjective sense of identity becomes the objective. Mm. And so there's an intensifying of this right now. And the good news is I believe that right now more than any other time in the history of history, that more people are awakening. Yes. And the world is going through a, a state of enlightenment like we've never seen before. And just like the, the, the numbers of, of listeners and cabies that are joining up with us is indicative of this awakening that's happening all over the world right now. Well, and it's, it's really interesting because when you don't know, you don't know. And I remember a time in my life before kinetic belief where it, it was as if I was walking through life with, with a blindfold on. And mm. then the moment that I learned of of this the possibilities manifestation kinetic belief it's as if my eyes were open permanently but it's not as if i was refusing to know i just i'd never even it the thought had never crossed my mind (laughs) 
<laughs> that I was actually in control of my life. So I wonder if this points to a responsibility. I mean, do as kinetic believers, do does this now give us some level of responsibility to to share this idea of unconditional love and this idea of this this concept, this way of life? Well, and there, I think there there is a responsibility to self. And there is not one to proselytizing and going out and making sure that you don't knock on doors to enlighten somebody. It doesn't work like that. Enlightenment happen, happens from within. It's demonstration. And, but but wow. the responsibility is to, toward self because when you recognize that, wait a minute, there is a, a higher calling. There is, I am empowered to do something about my existence. I do have authority, and I do recognize the dominion that I have in this this universe to do something with my authority. Mm-hmm. I can do this. And now there is a sense of responsibility that I'm going to have to put pressure on me to do the work, the inward work, the within work that it is requiring for me to continue to transcend mm. and not to identify with transcending but to identify with the higher consciousness wow and, and this is where things get so exciting <laughs> i mean this because in in part of the awakening process meg is that you realize that you really are not just you're not a victim and we don't have to live this suppressed existence to somehow uh, appease other people or the expectations of others because what we know is that you are as you think. No one can tell you how to think, and you think that way unless you believe what they're telling you to think. So you are as you think, and then fixing your mind on one thing at a time, and you concentrate with your identifier, like we were talking about yesterday. You mm-hmm. concentrate with that, and then as a KB, you know that, you know what, I am what I think I am. <laughs> So rather than think I am limited by what I've been told, limited by what they're telling me, limited by the economy, limited by education, society, people, anybody around me, rather than being limited, I am limitless. I love that. You know, the first thing that popped into my head when you said that was, I wish someone had told me that as a child. Can you imagine if someone actually came up to you and they said, yes, what you're imagining you are, you are. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing to raise all of our children like this? And I think that there are many people that are now doing this. Yes. Um, Beautiful. And, you know, and here's another thing. You're never too old to begin. And this moment is all that there is. So if you if you look back historically and maybe look at the text of some past experience in this moment, it doesn't exist. Whatever you did receive or not as a child, it really doesn't exist. The past is is nothing more than a thought. All there is is right now. So knowing this in state of enlightenment now means that both past, present, future, all there Mm -hmm. can ever be, you are becoming enlightened and transcending the not knowing. One of my favorite examples of what you're saying is the artist Grandma Moses where yeah. she didn't even begin painting until she was in her 80s. And she's carting her paintings out, out to the county fair and the local markets. And she's discovered, I think one sold recently for one and a half million. Mm. I mean, are you kidding? how cool is that? But that's it. I mean, it's just like you're saying, it's never too late. It's never too early because that's even a trap. You, you thinking we have more time. No, there's now. And now, so we're, now, in, now. we're inflating the potential of now because, look, the inward experience with cosmic consciousness, 
that we are all deeply, deeply connected by and connected to, the deep self that which you really are, is the whole of your being. It's all that there eternally is in the same way that the entire cosmos expresses itself through the trillions of stars and billions of galaxies and the small amount that we've only begun to detect. All of life it dances with diversity. Mm. In the same way, everyone has an awareness of the connection, and few have paid attention to it. The external world is your own soul extended. Mm. I have a question about the connection to to the higher consciousness. Is mm. this something that we can develop, connect to, and carry with us without breaking that thread? Or is this something that we're constantly needing to pause become aware of connect with and because you know when your mind obviously our mind is this huge mechanism to be aware of things and connect with things but what you're talking about this is something that's that's higher than that that's more ethereal than that you cannot become disconnected with higher consciousness Mm -hmm. we can not align with it not agree with it we can ignore it we cannot participate with it but we'll always be connected with it. Mm-hmm. The benefit comes from aligning with it and recognizing it and saying, yes, I want wisdom. I, I want to be curious with my genius and allow the prompting of the creator within me to guide me toward my curiosities so that my fullest life can be manifested for the diversity of me to be seen by all. Mm. There is an illusion to a lifetime. Um, and in, a, in whatever length of years may pass before one passes away, there is an allusion to, to the lifetime, to the one that identifies by connecting, like we're talking about, past experiences with the presence and the presence with the future. If you connect those dots in this linear way, the illusion is that this represents life. Hmm. But the that's illusion. an illusion. Wow. Life is now. The moment, this moment right now, is actually all that there is. It's eternity. This is it. We are in that now. The past, it doesn't exist, and the future is not real. These are all constructs of the ego, and they are there to to get you to uh, change your mind about the now, about your identity, Mm. to remind you of something somebody did or said, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, yesterday to condemn you or to tell you you are something that you're not, that you're continuing to use to measure yourself with, and to, as a predictor of the future that your now presence is going to experience when you, in this linear pursuit of now, end up sometime in the future less than you're supposed to be. The importance or the quality of life, it cannot be measured by the illusionary of time. And change is a symptom of the presence of life respective to itself. It's so funny. I was I had a question, but what you just said made it sort of hilarious. I was about to say, can you be aligned with higher consciousness all the time? <laughs> That's not even close. Can you be? That is, and, and but time um, you've just completely yes. redefined that. So it's actually just about aligning in the present moment. There are certainly those who have, dem- have demonstrated the ability to be aligned with higher consciousness. 
um, all the time, at least to the best of our knowledge. But all the time. But what, all the time. What is that? All, and beyond all the in 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 all the, all the moment in all of this moment aligned <laughs> with higher consciousness. And that actually, you know, as funny as that is, that is key to. Yeah. And that's what we mean when we say being a KB is a way of life, yes. because we don't leave behind the now by identifying with the future or the past. To continue to be successful, you identify with the now and the presence of now with your higher sense of being now. And as time comes and goes, you stay in the moment of this higher presence of being. And from here, this is where we attract and manifest our peace and our joy and our happiness and abundance and lots of money Mm -hmm. and wealth and Good friendships and love, unconditional love in our lives, uh, while edifying and celebrating and championing uh, ourselves and and anyone that we come in contact with. Well, and this is a big deal because even the knowledge, just the knowledge that you, it is possible to be in alignment with higher consciousness all the time, in every moment, every present moment, just knowing that that's even possible it, it really does shift your perspective because I think a lot of times when we're trying to work through self-improvement, it's difficult to not focus on on the struggle, on the, on the struggle of self-improvement. I messed up this day. Oh, I need to do this better. You're sort of constantly focusing on shortcomings and just knowing that there is a possibility out there that you could bring into existence in your life where you're, you're never untethered from alignment with, the, with higher consciousness is, I, I find that very powerful. And remaining in the presence of now, tethered with higher consciousness, looking for the wisdom of, of uh, looking for the wisdom of the mind of God, looking mm-hmm. for the wisdom of purpose and your wisdom and your your genius of purpose is always going to come back to what are you curious about mm-hmm. and it has nothing yes. to do it has nothing to do with how long you are supposedly here uh, walking the earth it has everything to do with the presence of now in fact there there's a japanese poem that says the morning glory blooms for an hour yet it differs not at heart from the giant pine which lives a thousand years mm-hmm. How true is that? Yes. It's relative to its moment. It's relative to its presence. And it's what we do with the now. Mm -hmm. As this now progresses through every day and through the evening, and we work on maintaining this presence of all the things that we have, have been journaling to manifest into our lives. And the expectation of that in the present tense moment of now, being grateful, Mm -hmm. not in all things, or rather not for all things, but in all things. That gratitude is the, the, the fertilizer to the soil that is um, uh, providing the nutrients to the seed of the meant for the manifestation of the things that we desire to see coming into our lives. So, would it be correct to say that time is a construct of the ego? That it's purely from the ego and only connects with the ego. In a sense, it is. There's a time construct to the physical body that that does. You know, uh, it's difficult to argue with as we see ourselves <laughs> progressing and aging. However, it's when we talk about the eternal uh, life form of energy that we all are. I have to say, though, you're one to talk about this, Steve, because you're doing this like Benjamin Button thing, <laughs> where you're like going in the opposite direction. You're like de anti aging. <laughs> Well, I'm still trying to figure out what to do when I grow up. <laughs> you, that, you look, that might be one of the keys to this. You look 10 years younger than when we first oh, met. 
it. I love the Maggie. It's true. Well, what I'm it's saying, true. okay. What I'm what okay. I'm saying, and I feel like this is this has been a very uh, uh, existential conversation today. Uh, yes, it, yes. It's, it's kind of late in the day on Friday. What I'm saying is, while postmodern astronomy suggests that we are insignificant beneath the galaxies, quantum discoveries also tell us that if we lift so much as a finger, we affect the stars. Mm. And it's true that our presence here on the earth is transient, but the fabric of awareness, the power of belief, is such that one broken imagination may destroy an entire life. Mm. The allegory of the imagination in connection to the eternity of your highest thought forms, the memes that you live within each day, the, with, with whose destiny you're, you are manifesting, vastly increases every human being's importance within this universe. When you say memes, are you are you referring to stories we tell ourselves, or what do you what specifically? Yeah, the picture, the, mean? the picture that we we create our narratives from. I see. In the imagination, and so so, you know, rather than being uh, pitiful, insignificant, mm. small little human beings, what we find is that we are very very significant in our place within this universe, mm. because. Meg, when we look at the cosmos through the lens of a telescope, the far reaches of galaxies may seem to have such little regard for humans here on this earth. Perhaps with little, very little detectable change, the cosmos could have let earthlings die by the billions over millions of years as if it's just no big deal. So what? But value is, uh, it's an, I, it's in the identity. It's not in the size. It's who we are and whose we are. A candle may appear to be as, as bright as a star, but as far as brightness is concerned, one is not any better than the other. Mm. And cabies. Listen, all you cabies all over the world right now, within you is a smaller portion of the greater universe, the higher consciousness of your creative mind and body and soul, which is as complex as the placement of the stars. And the best part is the governing of your vibrational state of being is vastly more important because you're made of much, much more than that of the stars. The capacity for you to desire, the ability for you to imagine, to be grateful, to direct your attention toward, and to speak, and to feel, and, and indicates that you have God's super within your natural. You are a supernatural who is, and whose everything depends on you. I don't know about you, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like Sylvia Plath, who wrote in the novel uh, The Bell Jar, she said, I feel purged and holy and ready for a new life. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> and the weekend. Bring it on. You know, everything you just said, it was very explosive because you've heard the, the phrase, know your worth, but this just catapults us into a whole other realm of worth. Our worth, our value being defined by higher consciousness, not the stories, not the ideas, the forms that we're telling ourselves. And I love that the definition of self that you just gave us is coming from the stars, the cosmos, mm. the beyond and that has to be the true definition. Is and it's so cool that the the more that we discover, it's not the more significant we become. Because who would have seen that coming? 
lift a finger and you'll change the cosmos. Yes. Mm. That's Del- power. Delicious, as you would That's say. That's who you are. Look at you. <laughs> L- just look, look at you. Look. Who you? <laughs> Let's just say some things out oh, loud man. here. Just okay. say this. Say the positive. The positive. Creative substance. Creative substance. Of my words. Of my words. Are flowing into my surroundings. Uh, they're flowing into my surroundings. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. The strength of my joy. The strength of my joy. Creates things from my words. Creates things from my words. Inspiring the life around me. Inspiring the life around me. The substance of my words. The substance of my words. Brings healing to me. Brings healing to me. The substance of my positive words are aligning. The substance of my positive words are aligning. Circumstances. Circumstances. To reflect. To reflect. What I expect. What I expect. The positive energetics. The positive energetics. Of my words. Of my words. Are advancing my mind. They're advancing my mind. My body and soul. My body and soul. Toward perfected completion. Toward perfected completion. Right now. <laughs> right now. I'm using the abundant supply. I'm using the abundant supply. That's filled the universe. That's filled the universe. With the substance. With the substance. Of my every need. Of my every need. I am attracted. I'm attracted. By the beauty of creation. By the beauty of creation. Of which I am a part of. Of which I am a part of. And the beauty of creation. And the beauty of creation. Is attracted. It's attracted. To me. To me. Big finish. (laughs) Big finish. You know, I have to say, I feel like all of us are now heading into the weekend empowered in a new way, in a new, a fresh concept of identity. Mm. What a way to head into the weekend. Mm. This is... A very fun podcast. Feeling good. Good for the Friday. Yeah. I because we have we yes. can chew on this all right. weekend. Right. If you want to check out the guided journal, all the new kinetic belief merchandise. I'm actually wearing the shirt. I like it. Can you see it? Looks great. Yeah, thanks. Um, but you can check that out at stephencanyon.com. You are a supernatural Miss Meg. You know that because it says so. Yeah, sending out much <laughs> love and light to all you KB yeah. creatives all around the world. Mm, and thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye. <laughs>